Now we're rolling the Damage Plan MMA podcast. I'm Jason, as always, my co-host, the voice of MMA and you call Zach Partridge. What up, dog? Contract signed, sealed, delivered for March 19th. The question is, though, are you going to finish the guillotine choke this time? That's the, that's the question, Zach. Well, it's not the guillotine choke. It was the it was the rear naked choke last time. Should have finished. Oh, it. was it? I thought it was the guillotine choke. No, I, I, had, right. I had two really good rear naked chokes that uh, I made a couple mistakes, a couple yeah. technique issues that I have fixed. That you happened know, again. The fight's over. Now that I've been doing jujitsu. It's not as easy as it looks on TV to slap that thing in there. No kidding, right? <laughs> it's not that easy. It looks yeah. very easy, but it's not that easy. It's, it's, it's yeah, you know, it's it's tricky. But no, uh, no judges needed. That's that's the theme for this fight. There, there will be no judges needed. Remember, remember when Steve Sharp was like, "I don't want you a part of it. I don't want you a part I, of it." I love. I'm that. gonna have one of those moments. You need you not that, not that the refs didn't moments. do. Not that the refs did anything wrong. Like I'm, it's, yeah. I'm all good at that. But it's my job to take them out of the equation. So we're going to do that this time. Okay, before we get started on UFC 270, which we both thought on paper might have been a little underwhelming. Turns out it wasn't. But if you listened, what did we say? It's going to be great and entertaining. It's going to be great. It always is. But before we start, can we please talk about the ending of the Bills-Chiefs game last night? Holy crap. Best NFL game I've ever watched greatest two minutes I've ever seen in my life in a football game. I mean, I 25 mean, points in two minutes. Like, that was some video game stuff right there. Dude, I turned it on. It's fourth and 13, two minutes left. They're at the two-minute warning, and I'm like, all right, chances of them hitting this, you know, I don't know, fourth and 13, throw a touchdown. Then we get the two-point conversion. Then KC scores. Marches right down the field and scores, and I don't know, was it like a minute? I don't even think it was a minute, was it? Yeah. Then the Bills come back. Then the Bills come back and score again. And then Casey. There's 13 seconds left. And what did I say in our text group? Too much, too much time. If if anybody can get in field goal range in 13 seconds, it's Casey. And then boom, field goal. It was like whoever got the ball first was going to win. You know, the defenses were just gassed. It was crazy. What a crazy freaking ending. That was so badass. Um, Yeah. The whole weekend. Every single game ended on a last-second field goal and then the overtime game. Yeah, you had the, the 49ers, you had the Bengals. All right, so who's who's going to the chip? Dude, the, Rams. The Bengal, the Bengals just beat Bengals Kansas City. Bengals look good. Joe, Bur- I love Joe Burrow, dude. He's like, just got the little swagger about him. Aren't the Bengals the one team that has the firepower to keep up with in a shootout with Kansas City? I think so. I think so. I think experience plays out, and I think the Chiefs win. But if I'm the Bengals, Rams. I'm I'm feeling good with where I'm at. Chief, Chiefs Rams, you think? You think the 49ers the got 49ers enough? The 49ers just beat the Rams in the last week of the playoffs. Ooh. I know. I know. Stafford's on fire. Looking good. 49ers are looking good. I was going to say, I don't like the way the Rams finished that. They didn't like the way they finished, yeah. And if I had to pick right now, I would probably say Chiefs 49ers. But I'm cheering for the Rams. I'm cheering for our boy. cheer for Stafford. Got to cheer for – did you see Arlovsky on Get Up this morning? No. Oh, he was – I was – I don't watch Get Up. Jason, how many times have we had this conversation? I I don't watch that. I know. Sometimes I I don't usually watch it either, but Arlowski was on there talking about it, and I just had to listen. He was going off. I told you Stafford was a good quarterback. Ah. All right. Can we talk about the fights? Yeah, we can talk about the fights. Let's talk about the fights. All right. Let's just start at the bottom and work our way up because there's so many. So Jasmine Jusa Davias, Vicious against Kay Hansen. That was an entertaining fight. It was entertaining. I actually missed that one. So I didn't think uh, – I thought the key to victory was Hanson taking her down and, and using her using her ground. And so it was I. actually kind of the opposite. Jasmine's big. Hansen, that's not Kay Hanson's weight class. She needs to, to drop back down to 115. Yeah, probably. That's my – but, yeah. Not that my opinion matters. I'm just a freaking podcast guy. Um, next up, we had Vanessa Demopoulos and Silviana Gomez-Juarez. <laughs> Vanessa – 
she got freaking dropped. And uh, one of the guys from the gym was watching the fights with me. And I said, don't sleep on her. She's she's legit on the ground. And what does she do? Slaps on the arm bar. And then, yeah. And then she proceeds to have the most iconic in cage meeting Joe Rogan experience ever. Good for her, man. Good for her. Well, if you remember, if you watched that Sam fight, which she had it uh, with Sam Hughes in, was it LFA? Anyways, yeah. uh, same, same thing happened. She was getting just dominated. And then she slapped on an inverted triangle with like a couple minutes left in the fight. She's fun. She's fun. Uh, Matt Frivola and Gennaro Valdez. That was Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Like, so I tried to pick Val. I picked Valdez. Yeah. And I'm not even that mad because does that dude have heart or what? That guy he got dropped hard. four times and, and he just kept fighting. I think you messaged me and were like, "Stop the fight!" I'm like, "Dude, for once, I was the one saying no that he's fighting. Like he was still coherent. And he right, still was still was he in took it. So much unnecessary damage. Like he, I never really felt like though that he was like gonna be back in into it. But I, I, I like the kid. I'm, I like the kid. Um. Gravely and Oliveira. Gravely just dominated with the wrestling in that one. Oliveira had yeah. some sneaky guillotine setups, but yeah, it Gravely. After a couple of experience them. came in. Yeah. Uh, Jack Della Madalena against Pete Rodriguez. Pete Rodriguez didn't belong in that cage. Dude, that was sad. So, I mean, that's an interesting conversation, though, right? He took it on short notice. He got his foot in the door in the UFC. Yeah. It's like, but now it's like, where does he go from here? Because I don't really know where he can get winnable fights in the UFC at 155. Don't they do those development contracts where maybe they, they bump him but down to LFA? To UFC one, but he's already signed to a UFC one. It's kind of like a, like, yeah, like you said, where does he go? Unless he just jumps in and into a, a legit training camp and starts nutri nutrition. I th I don't think he's good at 170. I think he needs to drop down. I think he's, he was a little too fluffy for 170. Well, I think he's a 155er, but it was 170 because he took that fight. That's out true. Notice. That's true. Jack looked impressive. Did what he needed to do. His striking was great. But I mean, once again, yeah. look at the competition. Just outclassed. So. Just outclassed. There's levels to this. And hey, that's okay for Pete Rodriguez to be that guy, right? That's okay. Yeah, yeah for sure. But. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, Victor Henry and Riano Barcelos. Um, and we talked about this afterwards because shout out to Michael Lasky for putting a little putting bug in my ear. So I started doing a little bit of research and I'm like, this guy's actually pretty good. Like he could take a shot and he would walk he through him. And that's, he wasn't just good. He was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I, I was impressed. I was impressed. I'm glad you and I looked at that one a little closer. So, and, and for the record, I think it takes a, uh, I think it takes a special kind of fighter to come into the UFC like that and fight a, a veteran fighter that's been in there for a long time. You oh, and on I mean? short notice. And on short notice. You want like, to talk about a pro's pro? He was ready to do that, that on short notice. Hundred um, percent. Same thing with the the next fight, the Michael Morales and Trevin Giles. This Morales kid has all the talent in the world. Your twenty two year old step against Giles, who had a ton of experience in the UFC. Moving down a weight class, he looked phenomenal too. And this Morales kid, dude, he's his parents are judo freaking black belts. But that that's impressive. Any to me, I was thinking about this after the fights. To me, any fighter that can come in there like that and 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 get a huge win on their debut like that against a veteran fighter, dude, they, they're they're there, man. Legit. They're there. Legit. They're legit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking away today. You can add into this anytime you want, Zach. No, I mean you're you're hitting it on the head. I mean he just Morales is just Morales. I mean, yeah, props. Yeah, when your parents are both uh, judo black belts, that's what you get, I guess, right? Helps. Helps. Wait till you see Kayla Harrison's kids in about 15 years, slamming oh people God. on their head. <clears throat> um, next up, Saeed Nurmagomedov against Cody Stamen. Was that guillotine deep, or was that guillotine? Power guillotine. The power guillotine. He has those long arms. When he wrapped that arm up there like that, I was like, ooh. Yeah, that was tough. I know it's the the uh so yeah, when you're long like that and you have a deficiency of wrestling, 
you do have one advantage, and that is you know somebody's going to close the distance, and you can try and be ready to slap on that guillotine. And he was ready, and he timed it really well, you know. Um, he is. It's crazy seeing a guy with a last name Nurmagomedov that's a striker. Yeah. And a good one. Yeah. Really He's a problem. Good. He's, He's a, a problem. problem. Who did he ask for? All right. You know what they used to do next is Marab. Ooh, him and Marab? Really? Throw him with Marab already? Is he yeah. ranked yet? I don't even think I don't even think he's ranked yet. No, you can't give him a Rob yet. Why not? He's not even ranked. He's not even ranked in the Bantamweight. Give him like a Song Yadon or Rick, a Ricky Simone. Oh, that'd be a good. But Ricky, he's he's thirteen. Sean O'Malley. They're not oh going to do that to Sean. They're yeah. not going to do that to yeah. Sean. They're not going to do that. We'll see who the better striker is. Yeah, that one. That one was sucks. I know our boy uh, Aleko down there trains with Cody, and he was he was a little hurt on that one. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Uh, next up, we had Michelle Pereira and Andre Fialo. It was a fun fight. It was fun. No, dude, it was fun, but Fialo got pieced up. You know, here, he was I, doing pretty good. I was screaming at Pereira, though. He hurt him. He loaded up <laughs> with two crosses back to back. Yeah. And he hurt him. And then he does a flying knee and misses. And it's like, Quit jumping and just plant your feet and throw punches, you moron. Like, he did that multiple times, too. He had him hurt and then would throw a flying knee, miss, and then the guy would recover. Or if he just kept letting his hands go, I think he would have gotten the knockout. Yeah, I don't. It's frustrating I don't. to watch. I mean, prayer is fun, but he's also very, very frustrating. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get into the two big ones. Uh, Figgy and Brandon Moreno. Has there ever been a fight where you're like that uh, of fighters that have fought at least three times that you're like, I want to see a fourth fight? Okay. Like, so I'm going to get a little pissy here. Get a little pissy. Go ahead. Let me get a little pissy here. I can't stand uh, Figueredo. I'm with you. I mean, one, right? His He's trying to be Henry Cejudo 2.0 and just being cringy bad guy. And it's, but with, I think with the language barrier, it's different. Like Henry Cejudo, I think everybody can kind of see what he's doing and it's annoying, but you can kind of see it. Figure eight out like, dude, he just comes off as downright disrespectful. Like he really the little is. push, the little push at the end of the third round, he had the guillotine, let's go, gets up and then pushes him after. Dude, you know what? Yeah. That's crap. That's, I, I, I don't care if you're trying to be a bad guy or not. Like, I don't. And and another thing is, is he told he said in the post fight he'd only give Moreno a rematch if he behaved. You know what? That, I don't like that. You ready? You ready? Figueredo. He didn't deserve that rematch. No, he didn't. So he, he got did. choked. He got choked out and tapped. Yeah, M- Moreno I, deserves this rematch. So, in pu- in the public image. What Figueredo's done is pitted himself as being the bad guy against the babyface, who everybody loves Moreno. I don't hate that, but at the same time, too, you have to realize now, Figgy can do no right. He's he is approaching that um, that character that no matter what he does now, he can do no right, and people will hate him. Yeah, if that's okay, and, and you're good with that, that's. Um, I mean that's fine if you're choosing to do that, but I mean he's he. I don't I don't know I just feel like it's so unnecessary, and I just I I hate that he's the champion. I can't stand it. You and me both. And one, it's because Moreno's so likable, and I hate that he lost. But two, I would not cheer for him against anybody at flyweight. So is that fight to make again? You have to. You have to, right? You have to. If Figueredo does anything other than give Brandon Moreno a rematch, if he tries to move on to somebody else, he's the biggest coward in the UFC. I think the UFC is looking at Because Moreno did him a solid. Moreno could have sat out and been like, no, 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 I just finished that guy. Why would I give him a rematch? Yeah. Yeah. He come, 
And the other thing is excuse after excuse. Oh, the first fight was this. That fight was yeah. I had a bad weight cut. Well, whose job is it as a professional to make sure you have a good weight cut? Yours, yeah. you fatty. It's his. Like, yeah. Knock it off. Yep. Like, it's just excuses. And then what does Moreno do? He has a smile on his face. Oh, that's the game, you know? You know, like yeah. he handles it like a professional. I freak, I can't figure it out. I'm sorry. If he wants to be the new Henry Cejudo, that's fine. But as far as I'm concerned, it, it's a it's a bad look for the sport. Did you He's agree with the decision? For the sport. Did you agree with the decision? Come on, we're live. Turn off your phone. I know, I know. Rookie. Um, rookie no i i didn't agree with the decision I you didn't. didn't agree with it no i rewatched i already so, rewatched the fight and i i think i haven't really watched it um but i thought moreno won um two three and five and i don't i don't moreno won three knockdown. even with that knockdown the knockdown that turned into a headlock that we don't we for all we like you can't assume that that would have been the end of the fight because um Figgy grabbed his head and for all we for all we know Moreno pops his head out right there and starts ground and pounding him if there's more time in the fight. But that's a defining moment in that round. Like in a close round like that. It wasn't that close. Somebody... Look at Moreno how dude Moreno outstruck him that whole round. I know he outstruck him but it just didn't seem like it's it seemed like a close round. It, like I know Moreno was outstriking him but it didn't seem like the more effective the more effective shots I thought were coming from Figgy. In that, I just I, that's all subjective. Not, but that, but that it is again, that's, that's that's all subjective. So I I said when when the fight ended, I was telling the guys there because I I was leaning towards Marino at the end. I'm like I kind of think they're going to give it to Figgy, but I'm like you could have different three different judges looking at the fight and scoring it three different ways. That's how close it was, in my opinion. Would you have been happy with a draw on that one? No. He what what when was there a 10-8 round? How could it have been a draw? That's true. That's true. There wasn't any 10-8 rounds. Yeah, I I so every every judge gave the third round to Figgy. So that knockdown clearly was big. Okay. In that, in that. the fifth, two judges gave it to Moreno. Only one I, judge I gave it to Figgy. Won that round. I, thought I thought he. Won. I thought he won the fifth too. Um, the fourth round was the one that uh, Figgy got two. Figgy got two judges on the fourth. Yeah, that was that's that's pretty much the difference right there. I, I thought it was a super close fight. I want to see it again in Mexico because that crowd was alive when when. They were there to see Moreno. Ma- I don't think it matters where it is. Oh, I don't think so either. But so, so the, this is, but this is why this is why you don't give somebody a rematch that doesn't deserve it too. Be- because now what? So if Moreno wins, then what? If Moreno wins, if Figgy, then Figgy. if Figgy wins, then what? Then Moreno goes to the back of the line. That doesn't seem right yeah. to me. If Figgy wins two in a row, like he just did, like he did. And the other thing is, and dude. But Nate Diaz said too, Moreno's still the champ. He didn't get finished. Yeah, I, you know, and and that that so that's my biggest thing is I know that there were some knockdowns, but at no point did I feel like Brandon was almost about to be finished. Subjective, really. Well, I mean, it it, it is, but what I'm saying is, is there's there's no doubt Brandon finished Figgy in one fight. Yes. I Figgy, I never even felt like he was close. Not the, yet, only, no. the only, and I'm and I'm not one to critique. The only thing that I would say that Moreno should have done different is use his offensive wrestling a little bit more because I think he has yeah. a distinct advantage in the wrestling. And check those damn leg kicks. Yeah, I That's, thought he did actually a pretty good job. That he actually did. Um, he was lifting his foot up on a lot of those. That yeah. spinning calf kick that he did was pretty so badass. <laughs> that was sick. Are you going to try that? I want to see you pull that off in March. No, no, sure not. <laughs> You're not that fast. You're no. not 125 pounds. I, I've tried it before and it doesn't work that well for me. I'm just not that good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Main event time. How many 
how impressive was Francis in the main event? Is he not the scariest human on the planet? Um, you say how now impressive that, was he? How um, impressive was he? You 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 text me and was, said what you thought. That was that literally might be the most impressive five round title fight performance I've seen from the standpoint of a fighter literally doing something that really anybody outside of extreme couture's training room, like nobody even knew he was capable of that. Yeah. Nobody. Right. I mean, for him to make the strides that he's made from the Stipe fight where Stipe pretty much just wrestled him for five rounds. Yep. To be able to do that to a guy that's hill hooked people, that's competent on the ground and big himself. And to do and he, you ready for this? He did it when he was exhausted. Dude, that's you could yeah. tell when he got up from the third round. I was like, man, I don't know if he's gonna be able to do that for three more round, two more rounds, but that's what he's gonna need to do. He freaking dug deep like a champion and did it. Yeah. Francis does not get enough credit for following now the Kamara Usman path. Remember, Usman could wrestle everybody. Then he started knocking yep. everybody out. Now, yep. Francis could knock everybody out. That was his big equalizer, right? Well, now he can wrestle people. We now have – not a chance. Um, we now have a uh, – we now have two champions that have evolved into better fighters as champions. Usually it's you become champion, you lose, and then you try and fill those holes to get back. They're doing it as they're on top. I cannot, they, they are, those two are single-handedly raising the bar of what it means to be a champion in mixed martial arts, that it's not enough to just get on top. You have to evolve to stay on top. And I just, not, not enough credit can be given to, Francis for the obvious work that he's put in, in the training room and to not have an ego and check his ego and not be like, no, I can just knock him out. I mean, yeah. how many times do you hear somebody? It's like, I don't need to learn how to wrestle. I'll just knock him out. Yeah. I'll just knock him oh, out. Yeah. Oh yeah. And for him to go, no, no, no. If I want to remain champion, I need to learn how to wrestle. And he did a beautiful job wrestling. Uh, Steve, by the way, Steve can't beat him now. No, Steve is not beating him now. Nope. nope. The only person that's beaten him is is Gain in a rematch, eventually. I, you know what? You ready? Gain isn't champion until um, Ngannou leaves. See, I think he can beat him. I think I I I think with a few more under his belt, I'd like to see him fight um, Curtis Blades. See, but see him versus Blades. That's, that's really scary. This, that's that, really scary for Gain to take next, though. Because if Blades can do that to him too, um, then he falls a, a nice chunk of the way down the pecking order. See, I, I, yeah, but but you got to remember, for as good as Francis looked, this fight was two two going into the fifth round. Yeah, I know. And if Gain if Gain keeps that fight, if Gain doesn't go for that heel hook, he probably wins the fifth and he's the champ. Like that's that close of a fight. So for for as impressive as Francis looked, you remember, if if he doesn't go for that heel hook. I, I think he's the champ. Maybe Francis ends up taking him back down, but I think that was I think that was a mistake trying to go for that. But either way, yeah. Either way, though, it's it's, it's 48, 47. One judge had it. Uh 49, 46, which I can't yeah, 49. I can't really see how Francis won round one or two there. He gave him round one. The one Sal Diamato gave Nganu round one, which I thought. I thought it was pretty clear Gain won the first two, and I thought it was pretty clear too. Francis won the next. Um, yeah, dude, it's um. So what? Who does what does Francis do now? Like, what's he? Is he gonna? Is he? Is he stay? Does he go? Like, so we we texted. Yeah. Francis all, has the leverage. Francis has right? all the all of it. He's the heavyweight champ. He's he's the uh, he's the man right now, and 
there is no gain was supposed to be the guy. Like we said, right? The yeah. not shiny new object's gonna come. No, nope, 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 nope. Yep. So now it's like, uh, okay, well, now I do hold all the cards. Francis can go, and this is you ready for my prediction? Yeah. I think you're gonna see John Jones versus Stipe for an interim heavyweight title now. Because I think Francis is gonna sit out again and go, cool, Smart. I want more money. And yeah. I'm going to sit out and tell. And as the champion, since he won, he now has a year where he extended to his contract where he can't just leave. Yeah. But he's used to sitting out for a while now, isn't he? Yeah. And he's hurt, got a knee, and he's got knee injury. So supposedly. he's going to be sitting out anyways. Yeah, he's going to be out anyways. So if I'm the UFC, I am, I am – betting at this point that John Jones is in some sort of interim title fight. And I would guess I, it's against Stipe because I don't think Stipe is coming back unless it's for a title fight, which oh, he should. I agree. He deserves that. Yeah, I agree. If those agree. two decide not to fight each other, they want to wait for Francis too. I mean, but they hold the cards. Now, everybody's complaining about the purses. This is weak. This is this. I get it. I'm all for fight or pay more. But one, we have no idea how much Francis got in pay-per-view points. And we have no idea how much Brandon Moreno got in pay-per-view points. Yes. Champions get pay-per-view points, right? Do they so do they know. ever do they ever put that out? They don't ever put that out, do they? Nope. Is that information public? Nope, it's not. The only time we ever found out about pay-per-view points is Connor because Connor likes to brag about how much we made. But Dana's like, yeah. we don't announce that, but if the fire wants to, that's more than fine with us. We just don't. Because, I mean, it's the same thing. It's not really anybody else's business. True. Right? Like, if you make if you make commissions on something, it's not about anybody's business what commissions you make. Well, they, Unless they, they choose get the, to share it. And get the Venom money, too. Yeah, and then they get some Venom money, too, which isn't a ton, but it's, it's something, right? Yeah. So here's here's my here's my question to you. Does you you even said this the, the this fighter pay thing is it's this is a hard one for me to swallow. It's getting there for me. Like you know I, you know how I feel about it. I'm all, I'm we're usually in agreement on this, but I. So so so. At what point? I mean capitalism, the American dream, all that stuff. At what point does Dana have to go? Yeah. You know what? The overall purses on this are pretty weak. Like, and the pay-per-views are up. So here's the thing that people don't understand. The pay-per-views are now $75. That's ESPN. That's not the UFC. The UFC sold their rights. And, and, and they get paid. The UFC gets paid a flat fee. Yeah. And then they split pay-per-view sales. Yeah. So by the way, the UFC is not pocketing that $75 per pay per, per buy. Yeah. Yep. ESPN is cutting them a check for 500 grand for every single event they put on. And then they're splitting. I don't know if it's 50, 50. I don't know if it's 80, 20. I don't know what the split is, but then they're splitting the pay-per-view points. So right yeah. off the bat, ESPN's taking a huge cut of that seventy-five dollars. I'll, 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 I'll bet you it's around fifty percent, if not more. Yeah, because ESPN's—they're doing all the marketing, they're doing all the advertising, they're doing all yep. that, right? Yep. So that's ESPN. What they're doing to try to get a return on their investment for cutting the check to the UFC for five hundred k for every single show. Yeah. Then you do have to pay the fighters out of that, right? Yep. They can say that the Honda Center broke the gate records or or whatever. I don't know about you. Every time they did a panoram of the crowd, there was a lot of empty seats. Not when they when Moreno was fighting, it looked like Pat when Moreno was fighting, but I yeah. mean that that place wasn't sold out. Or maybe it was sold and people didn't come or whatever because of COVID or yeah. whatever. But I'm just saying, like, people are making all these assumptions with having a a fracture of the information. And let me just say, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll just say this, Here. and this applies to everything. If you are making assumptions 
only hearing one side of one story and you don't have all the information, odds are yeah. you probably don't have very good data to be making an assumption. And that applies to Here, everything in life. Here's what I, and, and I, I think it's eventually going to get to this point. And I know we've talked about it before on here. It, our MMA is argues arguably the fastest growing sport right now. Like it's it's up there with when there's a UFC pay per view. I mean, like it's up there with maybe not quite up there with the NFL, NBA, but people are watching. It's on ESPN. It's on network television. MMA is hot right now. And what I I, I want to make sure I word this right because I, I get both sides of it. What's hard for me, especially for this one, is when you get to that level, when you get to that NFL level, that NBA level, that elite level, right? And the UFC is that elite level. You have to be all in. You have to be all in with your nutrition. You have to be all in with your new training. You have to be all in with your recovery. All in, right? So you get that opportunity to fight on a pay-per-view and you're only making 12 grand. It's like, okay, but time out, time out. Who signed the contract? I understand that. No, I'm not. I, I, I get all that. I trust me. I, I get all that, but it's, it's, it's getting to a point now where it's like, are we taking advantage of these guys and, and to, to get them to fight on that level? I just, no, I'd like to see no. it. At what point is it on the fighter's responsibility? It is. Like, you know what? It is. It or is. Their no, it 100%, 100%. The fighter's management. It one, it 100% is, but we have to, I think it needs to get to a point where if you're fighting on, on that, uh, at that level, you, you should be okay for the, for six months to a year. You should be able to pay for your training. You should be able to pay for your training. Like it's just that, and I get, it. but that fighter, that fighter that's fighting on there, he doesn't have an opportunity to go make money anywhere else. They can't promote from what I was told. They can't go out and promote, Hey, uh, I'm Kay Hansen, UFC fighter. I'm, I'm, I'm training at this gym. Like they can't use that UFC name. So where are they? How are they supposed to get money? I, I, I get both sides. You know I do. You, you know I do. How are they supposed to get money? Where I mean, if you're devoting that much time to something to fight at that elite level, and you're only walking away with a check for ten G's, I, that you're barely covering a month's worth of expenses. It's just like at that yeah. level, at that level. I'm just saying yeah, at that level. The contract. Then so what? So now what you're saying is what you're saying. I'm just is, saying, but if you've if, if you've not, been no, rewarded. No. Just listen. If what you're saying is is they deserve more, right? And I would love to see them make more. But okay, but you cannot, you can't make a deal and say, I want to be in the UFC. I want to be all these fighters that are trying to get in the UFC. They go, I want to be in the UFC. I want to be in the UFC. I want to be in the UFC. They sign the contract. Yes, I'm in the UFC. And then one fight ends. Like, oh, I don't make enough money. Yeah. No, you I can't agree. do I, that. I 100% agree. I I'm agreement. Here, here's, here's I don't know the what the solution is, but it's, no, this is, it's, this is business one-on-one. It's supply and demand. It's so it's supply and demand. That's, if, you're if right. The fighters, you're right. if the fighters are worth more money, go yeah. to a different, the only person, the only people that can change the narrative that the UFC yep. is the place to be is the fighters, is the fighters, the if fighters, all the they, fighters, if the yep. fighters are clamoring and going, we all want to fight for PFL. The UFC is the afterthought. Well, the thing is, they have options now. There is options now. There wasn't options five years ago, ten years ago. But, but nobody, but fighters coming up, fighters coming up right now, they're all still trying to get to the UFC. Their hopes and dreams are not to get signed by the PFL. It's just get signed by the yes. UFC. They, because the UFC, that's the thing that people forget. Everybody's talking about now, right now, yeah. right yeah, and, but what point does the at what point does the UFC get credit for dumping tens of and losing tens and tens and tens of millions in the yeah. hole that they didn't know if they would get back? Yep. And they did that no, to I grow this whole sport. So now you're telling them, "Hey, I know you took all the risk in the beginning. 
I know that you win the whole millions and millions of dollars, but you guys are fine now. So you guys need to share the wealth. Dude, that's not the way capitalism works. That's not the way entrepreneurship works. That's not the way business works. Yeah. No, I If you don't pay them enough, if they're not getting paid enough, stop signing with them. I I would like to see, I would like to see a little, and I I think it's good. I think it's coming eventually. Like it has to, like it, it, it just, it just has to. It, it, but it like you're, you're spot on though. You're spot on though. It has to come with the fighters. Like, I, I don't know about you, but so Moreno, Moreno, yeah. right? He's yep. the champion making only 200,000 to show. Right. Yep. To me. And I know who he's managed by and I know he's managed by Iridium and yeah, that's fine. And dandy. Maybe there should have been something in his contract that says if he becomes champion, his money goes up. Because like right, said, he we, was out of the UFC and then he came back. Maybe they signed him to a four-fight deal and then right before he became champion, they signed him to an extended deal. Because here, here's the other thing that people don't understand. Like NBA contracts are guaranteed, right? Yeah. They're guaranteed money. So if you're a fighter and you're making 60000 and 60000 right? Yeah. And the UFC goes... And this is where this is where the betting on yourself comes into play. And the UFC goes to a Brandon Moreno. And I don't know this. I'm, I'm throwing this out there. But he's making, you know, 60 and 60 on a second run in the UFC, maybe, or 50 and 50. Yeah. And he goes, they go, okay, you have one more fight on this deal. Here's a brand new deal for 200 and 200. Do you want to take this now and have guaranteed 200 and 200 for your next four fights? Or do you want to wait? And if you lose your next fight, maybe your next deal is only 75 and 75. But if you win, now you're in the title contention, maybe it's 400 and 400. You know what I mean? This is where fighters have to, betting on themselves pays off versus taking the security. If they take the security, but then become champion, you, you can't just go back on your deal. Yeah. You know, we no, see I, it in the NFL. We see it in the NFL all the time. These fighters, yeah. take, they, they sign a long-term deal. Well, the the, the organization or the, the team is signing them to a long-term deal saying, yeah. we are banking on you, we are betting on you being better in the future. But they're also signing that long-term deal to say, we think he's going to be great. If he holds out in a year or two, it might cost us triple this. So let's sign yeah. it now. It's a win-win. Security for the, yeah. the competitor, security for the organization team, right? Yeah. If you don't like it, hold out and bet on yourself. I, you know what I mean? I agree. No, I, I, so I, just, I don't, just, I don't like, I, this, I don't like this narrative of, you know, what Engano should say, go to the UFC and say, I want to guarantee so here, 5 million to fight either, either that or don't put them on like four fight contracts. If, if you're a fighter and you build up like Engano's obviously built up, he's built up a name, right? Like he's a big commodity. He's talked about going into, into boxing. Let him, let him, let him go make that money. If he's an independent fighter, maybe there's a clause in his contracts that says, Hey, if I can go over and do some boxing, I can go over and make 10, $20 million in boxing and not, I, 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 I yeah, I keep going back and forth on stuff because I, I, I 100% in, in agreement with you. I just, you look at it and it's like, man, you know what these guys go through at that level. It's like, they need to start getting educated early on in their careers on how to build themselves and whose up. whose job and is that? Their manager's It's their That's job. It's their manager's job. It, but it's But I'm saying if you sign with an agency, yes. You're putting that response you're you're trusting them with that. Yes. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean you're you're away from your family, you're training and you're only making 10 bucks, 10 grand for a fight which is going to turn into about four after everything's said and done, probably maybe even less than that. I mean, yeah, you get an opportunity. Maybe you sign a three fight contract and you're making money. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying it's like, to me, that's not worth it. Like I can go out and and freaking deliver pizzas and make more money than that. Not to get my face passion. Exactly. And don't sign the contract. Don't sign the contract. I'd like to see. You'll never, you will never get me to admit that. I'm not, I agree. I'm, I get what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're throwing they're down. Not getting paid to into it. Yeah. If they're signing and agreeing to it, like 
like like I said, Jason, like it's and I know it's different. These are all analogies, but you know, you can't you can't tell me that the UFC doesn't deserve to make buku bucks for the risk that they took. Oh, they hundred percent do. Hundred percent like, do. Anytime I hear the phrase "they're making too much money," that, you, you yeah, lost like, me. Yeah, I I, the one, I don't the agree with that either. And they're here's the, the one putting on the show. So and now 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 let's now let's now let's look at the second. So you up fighter pay, right? Let's just yeah. let's let's up it from. Tw- I think everybody makes a minimum of twelve and twelve, right? Uh, one guy made ten grand a show. Okay. Maybe I think so tw- I think Otto was twelve and twelve. It usually is. Yeah, because Jasmine's well, actually Jasmine's ten it was ten and ten. Let's okay. So let's pretend they raise it to twenty five and twenty five. Yeah. Okay. By the way, we don't know how much ESPN is taking off those pay per view sales. We don't yep. know how much the PI center costs. We don't know how much they're investing in other things. We don't know how they're much. Giving them the PI center, right? What? There's Google the PI center for free, right? 100, 100% free. They don't that's pay to saying. go there. So that, they, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't, you don't know how much the UFC it costs to run that correct. around. Yeah. Right. And that's huge. And they're, building, and they're building other PIs around the world. It not to interrupt you real quick though. Look at all the fighters that are winning right now that are that are training at that UFC PI. Yeah. They're getting elite level training. Right. Elite level training. So I'm so I'm sitting here saying without seeing their books, there there's all this stuff going into it, right? So and part of it is the UFC has to offer a fighter three fights every single year. That's part of their contract. They have over 700 fighters on their roster. I believe it's closest between 700 and 750. If you raise the minimum to 25 and 25, let's just say that, right? How many fighters are getting cut and don't have a job at 12 and 12 anymore? Yeah. It, without knowing the numbers and calculating on myself, that roster size is getting cut down to at by it to from seven to seven fifty to at least four fifty to five hundred, if not more. Yeah, you might have just cost two to three hundred fighters their jobs. Um, venom like, payouts. Just so you know, you yeah. want to know the venom payouts. One to three bouts, you get four grand. So if you have one to one to three bouts in the UFC, four grand. Four to four to five. You get forty five hundred. Six to ten, you get six grand. Eleven to fifteen, eleven grand. Sixteen to twenty fights, you get sixteen. Twenty one and more, you get twenty one k. If you're a champion, you get forty two k. If you're the challenger, you get thirty two k. That's so. That's how much Venom's kicking back for those guys. On top of pay per view points, just the, just the uh, title contenders get those right. Not the whole card. Yeah, yeah, that's right. correct. Yeah, just just the just the titles, title holders, can type fights. Dude, it's such a no. no I, 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 I mean, you know so. I'm in agreement with you. I mean, no, you know no, I'm in no, agreement with you. I can't so, so I don't really have an argument. I don't even really have. I can't even really argue it. It's just I'm it just sucks. like it sucks. It, it I'm does. not trying to it's be like, unsympathetic for the fighters, but I'm just saying yeah. one, one. You don't deserve more money by just asking for it that's called entitlement yep no so two if you're going i'm worth more than i'm getting okay realistically figure out what you're worth and if and if the ufc is not meeting those needs figure out you are only worth what somebody's willing to pay you exactly so if you're worth more and the ufc if you know you're worth more and the UFC isn't willing to pay you what you feel like you're worth, wait till you're a free agent and go ask the other promotions to pay you more. And, and guess sure. what? Guess what? If you're not a name, they won't. Everybody talks about how much Bellator pays and how much PFL pays and how much other play. Guess what? They pay their top, top guys maybe more than the UFC, but yeah. they don't roster, they don't even roster. 30% of what the UFC rosters. Here, here's a question for you. If you were an up and coming 
local fighter, let's just say you're 10 years younger, right? Do you want to make fighting a career? What's Full that? time. Say that would again. you want to make, would you want to make fighting a career? If you were 10 years younger, you're a young stud, right? You're running through everybody. Would you want, would you, would you look at this and be like, I see the opportunity to make crap load of money? Or would you say, I don't really think it's worth what I'm going to have to put my body and my family what's and your, all that through for. What's your goal? Would, exactly. Your goal, would would what, you, I'm asking what, you, what would you, what, would you, what do you value? It's what do you value for Cause me? Cause if you're saying if, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So you say it's what do you value? If your goal and your value is I want to be world champion one day. Yeah. Then yeah, I don't, I'm, then I'm not doing it for the money, right? I'm doing it exactly with the goal of being world champion and knowing that's when the money will come. It's a long-term yep. investment, right? It's oh dude, yeah. It's like, dude, it's like anything. You know, we start a business, we know we're not yeah. gonna make squat for two, three years. Look right? at our podcast we've been doing for two years. So we're not yeah, making a dime. No, we have to pay to have our podcast. You you start if you a want business. To sponsor myself. Yeah. You 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 start a business, you know you're not gonna be in, in the green for at least yep. a couple of years, right? Yep. That's the investment. The yep. amount of work you put in in those two years, do you deserve more? Yes. Should you be making more? Yes. But the payoff comes later. Yeah. Well, they're their own business. They're their own brand. Yeah. 100%. Because I'm sitting here going, I'm sitting there going for Francis and Ganu, right? I'm sorry. You're not going to get a ton of sympathy that you only made five hundred, five dollars or $600,000 to fight. It's probably going to be more like $2 million. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. But but you know what I mean? Like, you're, I'm, if you're telling, and if that's you're for, telling me. That's for, that's for one fight. I know. And so if you're telling me, if you're telling me, hey, Zach, you could fight and you get to the top and you're going to be making a minimum of five, 600K, even a couple hundred grand to fight. But my, but my number one priority is to be world champion, but then that's what I'm going to be compensated. Yeah. Okay. Cause guess you're, what? You're, All like I need said, is one of those paydays and I can start investing and I can start doing other yeah. things with my money, let my money work for me a little and create. The problem is you get a lot of these guys wanting to just be in the UFC and they're, they don't sit and think about, you know, just because you're in the UFC you still got to put some time in there. That money's not going to come right away. There's no way Francis had to borrow money to get through camp. There's no if way. He did, There's if no he did, way. That's bullshit. If he did. If he did, it's because he mismanaged his money. 100%. He's made, he he made 500K his last fight. And on top of that, he should be making Conor McGregor money. He's not, but he doesn't market not, himself and he doesn't promote he's himself. Not marketing himself. That guy is literally the scariest human being walking planet Earth right now. And I mean, people know, but um, you and I talked about it. We, we weren't that excited about the payment. We were, but the general population's looking at that card like, I'll pass on this card. The 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 general fan. Now you're you're us junkies are gonna watch it. But the, it, it should be like, oh, Francis is fighting a heavyweight battle fight. The whole world is watching this thing. That's the way it should be. It just didn't. It just didn't seem like it had that buzz. Yeah. Crazy. So the, but, that's, this but, that, but that. But that's what I'm saying, though. It's at some point. It's 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 the person that that it's the person that cries. I'm not. I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but it's it's. Would I like the UFC to make more money or pay more money to the fighters? I would. But at some point, the fighters have to take a little bit of responsibility and say, you know, I agree. you know what? I agreed to this contract. Now, yep. now the next time the UFC offers me a contract, dude, it, is it worth it? Yeah. And if it's not, then go do something else. And, and nobody cares. Just, yeah. What's his you're, name? You're uh, Jimmy Flick. Jimmy Flick. Yeah. He walked left. away because he said, because yep. he says, not making enough, not worth it, dude. It's fine. More power to you. More power to you. Yeah, like you nobody, said, if you if nobody's in your arm, sign that contract. That's right. So, I, what's your goal? So, what what do you value? Is it money? Yeah. Because it's the same thing as a teacher, right? 
if you sign up to be a teacher and then cry about not making enough money, it's like, dude, you knew how much you were going to get paid when you signed up for it. Yeah, you know, teachers know how much. Same with cops. Like, you know how much you're yeah, making. That's right. You're not. Well, if you get into the UFC and you're a young up and coming fighter, more like more than likely, you're gonna your contract's gonna be twelve and twelve for your first four fights. Hundred percent. But if you're marketing yourself good and you're going like the Sean O'Malley route, maybe you come up with a little clothing line, sell some T-shirts on the side. You're doing a podcast. You're making yourself relevant. Like there's there's things that these guys can do. Yeah. Um. Anyways, all right, we got to jump off because we got another podcast, Fighter Spotlight podcast, um, in four minute. FierceFightingChampionship.com this Saturday night. Come check us out. It's going to be a freaking amazing night. If you want a chance to win tickets, listen to ESPN 700 at 1.30 today. We'll be the first one. They'll be doing giveaways all weekend this weekend. So ESPN 700, give those guys a listen. They'll be giving away free tickets. We out.